You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, or you know, you know, before we get to all that, we got to go through the shenanigans there. We got to get through the, the gimmicks that are going to help the show grow. So on the Twitter, we are at TNW Pod. On Instagram, we are at Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. On Facebook, we are at Talking Wrestling. Uh, We are also Talking Wrestling on Spotify. Go to Spotify. Check us out there. Um, We are also on Apple Music and Apple iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating, favorable review. We would appreciate that. Um, We are pretty much Talking Wrestling on all other popular areas or forums where you can find popular podcasts um and of course if you want to send us a gmail it's talking wrestling at gmail.com now uh now that is enough of that you know what's going on we got a big week of wrestling to talk about and uh, right now in studio but six feet away all the way in mississauga reese turner is in the house yeah 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 what's up that's great how great was last week's show was that fun i had a blast i had a blast i know i think i i was a bit scary we were walking on the wrong side of the tracks uh Dude, when he said that the Dark Order has a thing that they can get anything they want whenever they want to see it, no matter what country they're in, I was like, okay, that's when I realized that yeah, you're in the Dark Order. This is not a, this is not a, it's not a coincidence. No, uh, they get what they want, baby. They got me. I think they got Ktrev. I saw Ktrev posing in a Dark Order hoodie and a Brody Lee shirt I, with the handouts. They didn't I, even tell me, and then they gave him number four twenty two. What the fuck? They gave him four twenty two. So there's one. In- well, I thought I thought he I thought I was number four twenty, but he is, I guess, a bigger deal than me. So wait a minute. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I through all the episodes of Letter Kenny, I've never seen this guy smoke a joint once on the show. So how is he known right? for this? You are the host of Studio Sesh. You are the guy that's high every time you fly, you know. All the time. I don't I don't know if now now mind you, I've smoked a lot of pot with K Trev. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we've had great times. And yeah, uh, and, and he is he is a pot a pot I think he's a more of a pot guy than a drinker. I'll say that too. However, um mm-hmm. I don't think I don't I don't know. Like did that? Who, who told? Did he say he was four twenty? Four twenty? I don't know. I think it came down from higher up. I think uh, minus one. Nick one gave him that, and you got to go with the leader, right? I'll be minus four twenty three, because you know I'm late for four twenty, right? Because the, the <laughs> <laughs> I like. No, it's a little bit 
because I'm out back getting stoned. I I recently heard this about the Dark Order. They had a they had a street AEW street hockey tournament, and uh, and and uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno participated in it. And I guess they were surprised, but I'm like, I'm not. They're from Ottawa. They're from Canada. Like yeah. they're gonna they're gonna know how to play street hockey, you know? And they're Did gonna they be pretty good at it. So Did they win? They should have won. I don't if know, but win, I can't the other I, team was cheating. You know wrestlers can't get through a fucking street hockey game. They're gonna be hitting each other with sticks and it's just gonna end up in a schmoz. It's true. It's true. A dusty finish. This is crazy. This is I watched a lot of wrestling this week. A lot of wrestling. Me too. Where do we want to start? Can we just okay? Can we just start with what I watched last night? Because I think you, even after I told you I watched a lot of wrestling, you said you're watching the new Dark Side of the Rings. Is it Dark yeah. Side of the Ring? Yeah. Dark Side of the Ring Confidential. It's yes. The discussion it's, show. Yeah, it's a, a it's a new show with with uh, yeah. with Conrad, and uh, and where they they go back, they look at the episode, they talk about it, and. Um, so last night I watched the Montreal Screwjob, and yeah, that's a great episode. I what 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 is I we I don't know if we've talked about it on if I've talked about it I know I've talked about it on the show, but what is your like what where are you when it comes to the Montreal Screwjob? Did Brett get screwed or was Brett in on it? Oh hey oh come on yeah <laughs> I don't know I think honestly honestly Ben honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is 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 he like, uh, is he that deep in protecting the business? But I don't know. I think well, that's honestly, the thing. I... That's the thing. That's what Jim Cornette says. Yeah. Jim Cornette says, if he goes public, he breaks kayfabe and exposes the business. So, so who better to screw than Bret Hart? Because he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Well, Jim Cornette was when he was surprised when Bret Hart took it public. Because yeah, he because yeah. he broke the because he broke kayfabe and if all he people to kayfabe. break kayfabe, it would not be Bret Hart, a son yeah, of a promoter who grew up in wrestling. He grew up yeah. in kayfabe, you know, exactly. like he he believes in wrestling more than he believes in Santa Claus. Right, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think when you're that in it for so long, and then somebody's like this. Yeah, no, it's not going to go that way, homie. I know you've been a good employee, but that's not how it's going to be. And then they proceed to tell you it's going to be a certain way, and then fuck you in the middle of the ring. Ooh, that's the what? Wow, 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 wow. But you know, if you are going to break kayfabe, that's a great reason. Well, not because you're leaving and signing with another organization to hang out with your buddies, but if a dude literally pissed in your mouth and told you it was raining, you yeah. know that was what Vince McMahon did. A oh, buddy, I'd spit, I'd knock him out. I would, I would have just kept. Boot well, fucking him until somebody pulled me off. He did do all of that. Um, now, the boot fucking. He, he knocked him out. But I would put my size 13 boot right up Vince McMahon's start but, kiss my ass club. You know? now, I, it's funny. They, Bischoff said in the interview, there's two things I remember. I remember where I was when JFK got shot. And I remember where I was when Bret Hart got screwed. And, yep. he, and uh, I've, I'm glad he said that because I've always compared – the Montreal screw job is wrestling's JFK assassination because oh, wow. what's their September 11th then? Oh, probably the deaths of Akeem and big boss man. 
I like that. All right. All right. The, that, All right. that would be the falling <laughs> of the Twin Towers if you haven't figured that out. So um, I, have a, I have a wrestling magazine that says, Hulk Hogan says, um, what does it say? Oh, he vows to take down the Twin Towers. And I was like, oh, this should be handed into the FBI. Uh, yeah, immediately. I don't, I don't think they've looked at Hulkamania taking down those towers. But Yeah, they, they said jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Never said anything about Hulkamania. I've seen Hogan Hulkamania steel beams with his arms, 24-inch pythons. Yeah. Now, I do it once by just looking at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so here's the thing. Um, the JFK assassination has probably the biggest conspiracy around it of all time. And nobody knows exactly who was in on it, and who. And that's why it's so comparable to this. We we just find yeah. out now that Jim Cornette was in on it, and now we find out that Vince Russo is taking credit for it, and he's in on it. Which I always felt everybody seemed to take credit, eh? It's crazy. Well, I think Vince Russo would eventually, when he gave Brett the title back in uh, WCW Mayhem, I think that was his way of apologizing. Because uh, he was the booker then, and he made Brett the world champion. Um, at the same time, I just think you have to ask certain questions that don't add up. And the one question that doesn't add up is, so he buys a first-class seat for Earl Hebner, who's referee in the match. And then he goes up to him during the flight and sits beside him, and talks to him about the match. And Earl says they've approached him about something, about doing something. Yeah. And he said, don't count me out. And Earl it swore didn't. he wouldn't count him out. He didn't. Well, here's the thing. If Brett is so smart to figure that out, how could he not figure out that they were going to count him out in the sharpshooter? I... I, that's a big, that's a big, like, that's a big question. If he was so smart to figure everything out, the, he couldn't figure out that Shawn Michaels, who doesn't even know how to put on a sharpshooter, is going to put him in the sharpshooter, and they can't figure out that that's where they're going to fuck him? Yeah. Come on. Well, when was the spot called? When was the sharpshooter spot called? Was it called on the fly, or was it, was it? Where, no, they knew because... about it. They knew about it going, they knew about it going in. To the match, because they? Already... they don't really talk about the sharpshooter spot at all. Oh no, they because like, they... no, it was documented and it was like Brett was like, uh, yeah, we 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 agreed on a spot where he would put me in the sharpshooter, and then I would break out of the sharpshooter, and then the schmoz would come soon after that, and um, yeah. the, no, there was a ref bump after that apparently yeah there's supposed to be a ref bump and then uh then uh mike kyoto and owen hart were supposed to run down based on what mike kyoto said yes so so yeah. when it got to the you know like when you look at sean doesn't even know how to put the move on so it's just to me like why would he agree to that because that was where it happened and it's like he had he had all of his bases covered every yeah. every which I way but I loose i think yeah, I don't think that Bret Hart really thought maybe that Vince McMahon was going to do something like that. Well, like, he knew he was that's a carny, one, that's one way but he didn't know to, to what extent he would be like. Because he gave, like, for all intents and purposes, before this all kind of kicked off, 
it's like they had a good working relationship, McMahon and Hart. Yeah. Like their entire time working together. So you wouldn't necessarily see it coming. So small little things I don't think would necessarily tick up the the oh my god, I'm getting fucked here meter until the dick was already in his butthole. You know what I mean? Like it was, was a battle of, it was a battle of two two, you know, alphas that weren't gonna bulge. And 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 uh I don't understand why Vince but, would, couldn't let Brett just forfeit the title in Ottawa on the yeah. Monday Night Raw and say goodbye to the fans because yeah. he let Shawn Michael yeah. forfeit the title, uh, the Intercontinental title he forfeited. He forfeited the tag yeah. titles. Like, Shawn oh, yeah, Michaels man. forfeited more. He forfeited Wait, a bunch of yeah. Yeah. Numerous times. So don't tell me you can't let Brett do it. He doesn't have to lose. No, like I don't know. Brett should have dropped it before the pay per view. Before the pay per view happened, he should have dropped. It. And then maybe at the pay per view, tried to rechallenge. He was even going to drop. Maybe it. he got a, but it was pretty. He was going to drop it. There was uh, a multitude of ways. There was one story where he was going to drop it to Steve Lombardi. He said he would drop it to anyone, but he wasn't going to drop it to Sean because that Sean wouldn't yeah. uh, give him the same respect that he gave him. So. You know, and yeah, I, understand I think that's completely that. valid. But the yeah, thing is, it's like, valid, but know? the thing is, it's like, uh, you know, his depression played a big part in his sadness. But like, why was he so depressed? He was going to make three million dollars a year, and he was off to a new place. He, sh- you would think he would be excited, but maybe he was depressed well, yeah, because think- maybe he was depressed because he was in on it. I don't know. I think, if anything, his depression is because, like, when you when you think that you're going to be a lifer at a place, especially in the workforce, when you think, that's it, I'm a company man. This is where I'm going to be, baby. And then they're like this. Nah. Are you familiar? That's got to do something to you. Are you familiar with the McMemphis videos? <laughs> the McMemphis videos? Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a series of videos from Memphis. Uh, back from back okay. in the nineties, early nineties, but ninety three, I think ninety three or ninety four, and uh, <coughs> and basically what happens in ninety three or ninety four is uh, Bret Hart, who is a fan favorite everywhere in the world, goes into Memphis to feud with Jerry Lawler, and when he's in Memphis, guess what? He's a bad guy. He's a heel. That sounds familiar. That sounds like Brett's 97 character, where he was a heel in America, but liked everywhere else. Like yeah. that, he was a heel in Memphis, but he was liked everywhere else. But in one specific place, he was a, he was but, a bad guy. Yeah, that's because so, of who he was feuding with, right? Yeah, yeah. So, But look at, I think McMemphis was a template for something that they were planning. Now... Because what else happened in McMemphis was at the same time that Brett was down there wrestling Jerry Lawler, for some reason, Vince McMahon started showing up on their television programming as Mr. McMahon, as Vince McMahon, but as an evil promoter character. So I think the birth of Mr. McMahon was in McMemphis while Bret Hart was doing the same thing. And then when you look at the birth of uh, Mr. McMahon, in 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 ninety seven, when did that happen? It happened when Brett called him out 
called Vince McMahon out at the at the at the desk because nobody knew he was the owner back then because it was kayfabe. Everybody just knew he was an announcer, but Brett kind of outed him as an owner, which everybody already knew. And then he even swore in the promo at him, and he's like, "I'm sick and tired of this bullshit," you know, blah 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 blah. And Brett just goes off on this rant, and I always thought that is the birth of the Attitude Era. Because that's when the Mr. McMahon character seed was put in there. And it's funny that Brett did it because they were together in McMemphis four years earlier carrying out very similar storylines. What does this have to do with, with, uh, with anything? Well, it has <laughs> to do with the fact that history has repeated itself and it's Brett and it's Vince together. And let's look at what could, okay, so let's say, you know, a lot of things were supposed to happen that didn't happen after the Montreal fallout that didn't happen because of the way things just unfortunately happened. Like, for example, Owen Hart was supposed to get a big, the reason why they let him go partially is because they knew they had Owen. And Owen was going to step into that Bret Hart role and be that character. And after the Brett's hiatus, or after Brett left, they were, all the hearts were gone for a little bit, except for Jim. They, they, they jobbed Jim out pretty quickly. But Owen came back and started attacking Stone Cold, attacking Stone Cold, attacking Stone Cold, and he was over. And he was this, the, the black heart. And uh, they eventually, so he, was, he, he had the attitude that Brett had. He would swear. Uh, he's a whole different Owen character from any other one. They were supposed to give this Blackheart character a push, and he was supposed to beat Shawn Michaels cleanly at an in-your-house. You beat Shawn Michaels cleanly, that puts you on a whole new level, which would have put him at a Bret Hart level. But then, apparently, Hunter got to Shawn, and they decided not to let that happen. And so that never happened. But if Bret... Like, may, like yeah, in my opinion, my opinion, Paul Levesque is one of the worst things to happen in professional wrestling. Oh, he's he's he is the game. He is. He yeah, no, he's the one of the worst. Perfectly. He's one of the worst things to happen, uh, I, I guess, for himself. But well, honestly, he's he's taken the quality of uh, like, I don't know, the entertaining the entertainment of wrestling since he's gotten involved. It's like, sure, it was hot for a minute, but everything this touches, in my opinion, is garbage. Well, I'm not a Triple H fan at all. Look I, I don't like him. I don't like the politicking. I don't like Shawn Michaels either. Shawn Michaels is a bald old man that needs to just fucking look relax. at these guys. These guys fuck Brett. All right, like I know I'm well, making of course this. They did. Of I know course I'm they making did. They this. They fucked the whole Hart family. I know I'm making this whole big story out. Like like it seems like I'm I'm Brett's in on it, but it's just the thing is I love playing devil's advocate and I love conspiracies and the conspiracy yeah. is there that Brett. If there were two people that were in on it, it was Brett and Vince. You know, there are a lot of people that worked on the atomic bomb, but they didn't know they were working on the atomic bomb. They just knew they were putting something together. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they didn't have. So there was there there were people that had jobs. Like Mike Kyoto had a job to do. He didn't know that he was a. You know, everybody had a job to do that day, but only certain people were privy to what was actually going on. The yeah, Gerald Briscoe, Hunter, yeah. Shawn Michaels. But you know yeah. what? Hunter again. But maybe worst. it went the... bigger than that. Maybe Sean doesn't know that Brett worked out a deal with Vince 
to go away for three years and then come back and be like imagine if Brett okay imagine if Brett left because when Brett left he had all the heat in the world and imagine if he went and WCW did everything right with him they put him at the top of the card they had him feud with Hogan Piper Macho Giant DDP Sting his record was awesome and he was at the top level the whole time while he was there let's say that happened and then what happens in three years? He comes back, and the first thing he does is he comes in during a Stone Cold match. Who he made, by the way, Brett made Stone Cold, not the fans. Bret Hart made Stone Cold, and and uh, in WrestleMania 13 and at Rat Survivor Series, he's the guy that told Vince, "Bring this guy in, bring this guy in." Brett has yeah. like you know like Brett has done so much for the WWE, but he doesn't even get credit for. Like the whole, well, he's never gonna get credit for it. The bro. Whole, None of the hearts will ever get credit in the WWE look, anymore. The whole, the whole <laughs> Attitude Era was based on one picture: Stone Cold pushing up, face blood. Right? Every end, every start of every Raw, that was the last shot you saw before the fireworks. There were T-shirts: "Blood from a Stone," Austin three sixteen in blood. Yeah. That picture would have never happened if Bret Hart didn't convince Stone Cold to Blade in a match when they were not supposed to get blood. Bret's idea yeah. was to get blood. It didn't make nobody's, sense. Uh, n- nobody's arguing that Bret Hart isn't pivotal to the history of professional hey, wrestling. I'm just saying. Or the attitude era in general. No, no. What? But I'm just like, saying, like, it's like, it's like you could make the case, though, like, if every, so let's say he, he left, he had the best career in WCW, but he comes right back in the WWE and goes yeah. at Vince and take picks up like three years didn't happen. Yeah, but then like what's uh, but you, what happens something but, like that? But there's no like <laughs> you're saying that like for that for this co- particular conspiracy to work. Yes, you have to have people on the booking committee that are willing to either push him to the moon or tank him irreparably. Well, there's well I think look at even I think look at I think Vince and. Brett made a plan. Yeah, no, because but that, why that does, doesn't. Yeah, why but does, it doesn't does, really matter if they made a plan, like because I, I don't think it's true because they still have a back half of the equation that they can't control. Like they control the Turner executives just based on like Bret Hart or well, whatever, they didn't and that's know, where they, they was didn't mishandled. Know, they didn't know. Brett that, didn't mishandle it. Like, like it was mishandled by w, WCW's executive team. They didn't know certain things were going to happen. Like for example, you know, Brett because Brett had made other deals with Brett, like had made other deals with Vince. Like getting the 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 rights to his matches and his catalog to make a best of or something like that, or you know, like him and Vince were friendly even throughout the funeral process. Even when though he was against him, they were still somewhat friendly. And it's just to me, it's just funny because I'm like, if Owen Hart never died, I bet you things would have changed. Like that really yeah, made. Yeah, of course. The- but Owen Hart died, and then Vince McMahon acted soulless monster yes i know that's definitely going to affect any relationship bro. and it's going to affect the conspiracy it's going to exactly yeah but Honestly, like, i don't know how anybody works for vince mcmahon after what he did to the hart family after owen hart's passing well when, when you file a lawsuit against a family a grieving widow for a breach of contract for her husband when her husband died yes because they were being ring. cheap yeah no fuck him yeah. Fuck Vince McMahon in his head. When he dies, I will celebrate. Yeah, that's what I'll. 
I will celebrate when Vince McMahon isn't on the earth anymore. He yeah. did some great shit, but he's also a truly evil, evil person. Evil. Evil exactly. person. But I just always find it funny, like certain things like, why does Brett come back and wrestle him at WrestleMania? Money. Like, Money. Why? But like, it's like, it's like, it, you know, it's like, it's, it, it, it's, it's just like, because it was supposed to happen maybe years and years earlier. You know, maybe it was promised mm-hmm. him. You come back, you wrestle me at Mania, big payday. You know, anyways, yeah. off of the Montreal screw job, we're in the fast lane. Thank God. It, it bothers me so much. The screw job, the whole thing bothers me so much. Montreal it's crazy. Job. Now, number one, yeah. for, the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the people at home, I think Brett was screwed. And I think he, de- he, he was. was depressed from it. And I think Julie Hart is, says it right there. Like, it really affected their marriage. The documentary, everything, and uh, you know, and it his brother dies like fucking year later or some well, shit. Like, everybody, everybody on. died in that time. His mom died. His dad <laughs> died. <laughs> Davy Boy died. Uh, it was just a really, really sad time for yep. the Hart family. So yep. those years. But speaking of sad times and good times, I'm going to switch to good times. We're talking about <laughs> Fast Lane. Uh, yeah. Did you watch Fast Lane? Dead. I uh, Dead. I'll tell you. I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm not a fan of Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, the Fiend thing. Not a fan of it at all. Uh, it's thought- a, it's 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 like a rehash of Papa Shango Ultimate Warrior in 1991. I thought whatever, the exact same, same thing, same. and I didn't even it's, like it's, that. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same stupid shit. Now like, I slept. Honestly, I, <laughs> I slept through the uh, pre-show as I usually do through most mm-hmm. pre-shows. So I woke up and found Big E versus Apollo Crews. Uh, sorry, yeah. Apollo Crews, man, from Nigeria. Yeah. See, I can have a fake accent, that. too. Like, when did he start? When did Apollo Crews start doing his fake na- fake accent? I don't know. It's when Coming to America came out. Is that when it was? I, yeah. I swear to God, as soon as I started seeing previews for Coming to America, Apollo Crews reverted to this gimmick that he apparently did in the indies. But like he reverted to this gimmick as soon as that movie's trailer dropped. He's like this, yes, that's my ticket, baby. And he just, it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> well, good news. Big E defeated him. Oh, it wasn't a bad match. Uh, I, hey, a five-minute match I'm cool with. Braun Strowman versus yeah. Elias. Now what happened here is Shane McMahon got hurt. In the Did he get hurt? We don't got know. Hurt. He got hurt. And, uh, and all of a sudden, Braun Strowman is beating up. Uh, Elias and some other guy yeah. who looks like Elias. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson yeah. Riker. And uh, and I want to say three I hate minutes. This story and, too. Three minutes and fifty seconds is too long for this match. Yeah. Uh, any time, any time is too much. You give any time on the card to this bullshit story mistake. They got to kill this story where Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman are feuding. It's garbage, hot garbage. Now, uh, it how do should... you make how do you make one of your talents look like an idiot like that? And then they bring him into the Thunderdome, and whenever he runs around his ring and does his steam train thing, now they play a train sound effect. I know they play a train sound effect. We've gone too far. The Thunderdome is flying in the face of the Lord. Now this is too much. It's coming down WrestleMania, baby. They're gonna have. Ooh. They're not Ooh. even gonna know how to wrestle in front of people <laughs> without that Thunderdome. <laughs> but it's so dumb. Get out of here, Thunderdome. 
Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry to shit on that. I've shit on the last two big things. That's all right. That's all right. Tell me a good thing. Tell me something good. Well, I'll tell you, dude, this is good. Well, a great match. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura was pretty sweet. 12 minutes and 55 seconds of sweet wrestling. Great time. And mm -hmm, good stuff. Of course. Another match I don't care about. uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a no holds barred match. And uh, I call that my two drunk uncles at a family wedding. It was. Like, I have a Scott was... and an Irish, and they always do that shit. Come on, fella! Oh, don't call me fella, matey! Oh, come on, fella! You hey, know, a bunch of. My roommate Jeff McHenry pointed this out. Have you noticed re- the recent trend of wrestlers wanting to talk to people while they beat them up? Yeah, it's to, to fill in the dead noise. Yeah, it's like, hilarious. Yeah, I'll um, talk to you quick while I give you the bowery. Let's get out of here. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan with Edge uh, as the. Um, I saw this coming a mile away. I'm not going to lie. I saw this coming, not even a mile away. I saw it coming eight miles away. Like It was such such a predictable thing for me. It's like, yeah, okay, here comes Edge. But I, I honestly, I didn't know it was going to be that chair shot thing. I thought he was going to do something even more blatant Okay. to like to open it up. But I knew that the, the end result of this was going to be. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns versus Edge at WrestleMania. Uh, how are you with that? Because I think that's even better than what it was. It's pretty cool. I'll, I'll say this, though. People always jump on an AEW fans about them using old WWE guys to get their product over. When this is all WWE is doing, bringing in old talent, putting them at the top of the card and making them fight, baby. This is wrestling. This is what wrestling is. Get your most popular dudes and let them play together. You know what's crazy? I I think it's going to be great. When I asked Colt if he knew that Daniel Bryan was going to be as great and as great as he is last week, I didn't know he was going to go into WrestleMania as fucking headliner this year, which it looks like that's the way it's going. It could happen where, look, I don't think Edge is going to win the title, and I don't want Roman Reigns to win the title. I think as much as I'm cheering for Edge, I would be happy if Daniel Bryan won the title because I love the fucking, you get those people in the stands and you're going to see them doing the yes, yes, yes. That is magical, and there's nothing better than that, and Vince wants that. Vince wants that so bad. You know, he wants the fans to enjoy themselves uh, at Mania, and I am stoked for Mania. Yeah, if you're going to take the belt from Roman and it doesn't end up in Daniel Bryan's hands, somebody fucked up somewhere. Agreed. Now, do you think there's anything to the conspiracy that Edge showing up in WWE and Christian showing up in AEW and maybe they're going to try to both take the titles to Impact? Is that because I've got a picture of Edge and Christian sitting at a table with Don Callis from the night after the screw job. Don Callis is a friend of theirs too. Truth not commission, happening. buddy. I know not they happening. weren't in it, but that could happen. They, they could have by the end of the night. AEW and Don Callis could have all the belts. If that happens, if that happens, I will eat a marijuana cigarette on air. Well, yeah, you. But you showed me that that's one of your many talents. In case, like back when the cops were around, I just want to eat weed. Do Casey. Hold, What's the problem? I just want to eat some weed. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Um, (laughs) AEW this week, well, you know, the fallout from Britt Baker and... uh, Well, wait, let's finish with WWE first. Let's go back, because I want to talk about the 
the go home shot of okay. Fastlane. Okay. So that is the the grossest three way I've ever seen in my life. That's uh, Alexa Bliss straddling Randy Orton with melted candle version of the fiend of the fiend behind with his dick just flopping around. <laughs> that last part didn't happen, but like honestly, it was the stupidest shit. I have seen in my life that whole whatever that garbage. whatever it was, it's like basically what they did was they 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 took a big truck, right? It's like they took a big truck, they took a big truck and they took it to this mountain, right? They took this big truck to this mountain, but this mountain's made of trash, okay? And then they filled up this truck filled with trash, and then they drove this trash truck around a ring for eight minutes. That's what that match was—a trash match truck. In a circle, <laughs> it wasn't even eight minutes. It was under five, and it was way too honestly, long, yeah. and it was horrible. And ah, uh, you know, and it's just a waste of of talent. It's a waste of Alexa yes. Bliss's talent. Yes. It's a waste My of God. Nikki Cross should just come and slap her, slap her silly. You know, this is this is what I think. The WWE is like. I think it's a great metaphor for the United States of America. Uh oh, listeners, know, it, beware! Hot, yeah, hot, this is hot, hot take. Hot, hot take. Hot Coming take. Through. There's some fucking just brilliant talent. There's some brilliant, amazing talent that's just not used at all. And some idiots are at the top being like this. Let's make them kiss. <laughs> I hate it so much. I, I, I've been thoroughly the last. The only K, there's some good stories in the WWE, okay? There are some very good stories in the WWE. But the overwhelming majority of what I'm seeing on television, how is that How is that a, an entertaining product? It isn't. I know, it's not. No. We're, we're getting fucked here, Casey. It's like they sold to Peacock, and now they're kind of like, well, fuck, oh, let's just... Uh, let's Peacock's not even taking close. everything. I don't even know what's going on. They're just, I don't know either. It's stupid. They don't know what they're doing either. Vince McMahon just wants more... Dinosaur bones and swords. I just keep keep like turning the network on and hoping that it works, and it does, <laughs> and, it, and it keeps working every day. Like I watched uh, WrestleMania twenty eight the other day. I watched right. WrestleMania six the other day. Uh, my God, twenty eight is so fun! It is such a fun WrestleMania. Like so many good matches, and. Uh, I really like Big Show and Floyd Mayweather, and uh, Big Show was so good in that match. You don't realize how good of a worker he is until you put him in with Floyd Mayweather, who who can work himself and he knows how to entertain. But Big Show just is so good in that match. Ah, and then you have the Undertaker versus Edge in the main event, just fantastic. Oh, watched. Uh, oh, also watched. Flair versus uh, Shawn Michaels in nice. the goodbye match, the retirement match. That's also amazing. Um, yeah, I just watched so much wrestling this week. A lot of WWE content. Oh, they had the 50 greatest women in special, and they're breaking it down like 15, 15, and then I think 15, and then I don't know. Then the I, Somehow it works out to the, the, the last 10. So they're down to the last 10. They've announced the first 40 women, and it goes from 93. So 93 till now, so the current generation. And uh, 
they have 10 spots left for 10 women. Do you care to guess who they might be? I don't know who the 40 are that they've named. You don't have to name them. I know who the 40 are, and if you guess, okay, I'll tell you who the 40. My, my top 10. So two are the top 10 women from 93 onwards. In WWE specifically. WWE specifically, yes. What they think. What they think. The fucking Bella Twins, for some reason, will be up there? No. Damn it. I figured they love the fucking... Love yes. They gave everything. I fucking hate them. But this has uh, got to be Charlotte, legit Charlotte, as well. Yeah, I, well, does it? Charlotte... Char- they what? just put Great Kali in the fucking Hall of Fame. Does it? Does <laughs> it, Casey? <He's, laughs> somebody's got to represent India. Um, Jinder Mahal! Jinder Mahal can't even represent Calgary right now. I know. I, uh, I met a guy after a show... He goes, oh, you have a wrestling podcast? Yeah, he goes, I kicked Jinder Mahal in the ribs in grade four. <laughs> you know, he, he, that's his claim to fame. That's that guy's that's claim, that to fame. claim to fame. Exactly. And he'll hold on to it forever. I was like, I'd uh, like to see you even say that to him right now. Yeah. Um, so okay, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. Flair is in the top ten because she has not okay. been in the top 40. So she yeah, is Charlotte, in. Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. She's uh, in. They put, they put um, uh, Lita. Lita is has not been mentioned, so she is in the top ten. Yeah, uh, they put Lita. They put Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus is most likely number one. Yeah. Um, no. I, yeah. Maybe Charlotte Flair. I don't know. They might put Charlotte Flair as number one. Uh, uh, this Charlotte is Flair. You know what? 90s. Charlotte Flair did beat her at SummerSlam. So you're right. They might. That's right. Did they put? Okay, uh, because it is from '93 on, and they te- technically did appear. What about Mae West and the Great Moolah? Now, this is. I brought this up. I said. They said they're saying from '93, so they avoid the Mula, the Mula stuff. Okay. But I was like, but Mula and May Young still wrestled, yeah. in, in, like well into the well into the '90s, yeah. and uh, and had matches and were and and you know One delivered so, a hand exactly. But I, they're neither neither of them have been listed. But okay. I don't think Molly they're going to make the list. Molly Holly, Molly Holly's already on the list. Okay, because they just put her in the Hall of Fame for some reason. Um... Okay, Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler, I don't think made uh, the top forty. Okay, so she might be in the top ten. I uh, <laughs> I doubt it, but go on. Who's the other one? Really hot blonde one. Which one? The really hot blonde one that was in WCW. Tori Wilson. Uh, she's already on the list. Okay, uh, Mickey James. Already on the list. Okay. Uh, Luna Vachon. already on the list. Now look at there's Marlena. like you there's there's uh, you mentioned Charlotte. Charlotte is usually a so is grouped with with three others. Yeah, but I don't like the others. We'll just say their names. Becky Lynch. She's not on the list, so she'll probably be in the top ten. Gross. I'm done with this list. This Keep list going. Is illegitimate. No, I don't want. Okay, to. I'll tell you. Who's, <laughs> here's who I think. Here's who I think is going to be on the list. I think yeah. I think uh Trish Stratus will be on the list. Yeah, probably. I think Lita will be on the list. <coughs> I think China will be on the list. WWE is putting it out? Yes. Well, maybe. <laughs> I doubt it though. No, they're all cool. China's in the Hall of Fame. They're cool with it. She went in as China or as part of DX? As part of DX. I don't know how cool they are with her then. No, you gotta see the induction because Hart Hunter specifically says to Joni's sister, you know, Joni would really love this, and he sort of tears up a little bit. I don't know how good of an actor he is, but 
You know, he the, the, he was in Blade Three. He, he's you know he's a fucking you know he ruined China's life as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, he fucking did. They yeah, just, he uh, did the piece like, of shit. They destroyed like they're like oh we don't want to talk about her doing yeah. porn. It's like hey, but you this? had no problem putting her on Playboy. Yeah, the cover of Playboy. What did I what did I what did I say at the beginning of this episode? Paul Levesque is like one of the the great plagues of professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you know he's one of the great plagues of professional wrestling. Well, look at what he did to indie wrestling. He just basically went and took Ring of Honor and went and took all the indies' best players and put them in NXT. And he's like, "Look at what I discovered." No, these guys were wrestling for fucking years. They are pros. Yeah, NXT is just uh, is just Hunter's version of Ring of Honor. And then he makes it sound like, "Oh, I I, I invented the Performance Center as well." No, when you were in WCW, you worked at the power plant. You helped develop yep. the big show. So yep. don't say that you developed the performance center when WCW did a performance center in the 90s where you helped, uh, where the you performed. 80s, bro. You know, like, they yeah, did. so well, bullshit. He didn't, didn't do anything. He's like Kiss. He just yeah. keeps revisioning history. So anyways, uh, yeah, Trish, China will be on that list, and she will Fuck be, China will be on that list in top 10. I guarantee it. Um, better. I'll, I'll, I'll not only that. So we got we got Trish, we got Lita, we got China. Yeah. Then yeah. we got the big four: Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey. Those four are there. So that brings us to seven. So we have three left, three spots left. So uh, I think um, number one, Ronda Rousey, goes in there. Uh she was in the game for like a year and a half. Yeah, and she fucking was the first woman to headline two WrestleManias in a row. So with who? Well, she headlined uh, with Stephanie McMahon and and, and Hunter and uh, Kurt in the one main event, and then the second main event was Charlotte Flair and Becky. That's my point. She could never carry it by herself. They would not be in it without her. Yeah, fair enough. So. Ronda, look not, it, that's a, that's say, a, to say that Ronda know. Rousey couldn't carry it by herself is bullshit. She carried uh, eleven UFC fights by herself and had the pay per view fucking things were through the roof. So she Different could market. carry it by herself. Different market. It, she's not. A, she's not the same wrestler. Not the same. Vince doesn't consider wrestling and UFC are very similar matter. markets. They're very she's similar. A, markets. She doesn't. She doesn't have the skills inside the wrestling ring that she does inside an octagon. And you're, to say she does is you're disingenuous. You're full of baloney. You're full of yeah, baloney. See, disingenuous. She's not. She's not a good professional wrestler. She's a great professional wrestler. She is for great. a high school student, maybe, or friends who wrestle in backyards. No, probably. I great. don't even like her as a UFC fighter. Layla I Hirsch, love her as a wrestler. Layla Hirsch is thirteen times the wrestler. Layla is, is, is Layla was discovered in the Diva Challenge. So Layla uh, Hirsch, Layla Hirsch, twelve times the wrestler. Oh wait, you're talking oh, about that girl in the the girl in the AEW right le- now? Legit Layla Hirsch, the Keebler Elf that can kick yeah, Ronda Rousey. Um, yeah, Ronda Rousey ain't got nothing in the squared circle, baby. She should stick to the octagon, pick uh, a shape, and stick to it. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> no, 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 Bill, Bill, Bills. Um, no, not on that. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. I want to get past Ronda Rousey. I want to get to the next person that deserves to be on there. And, oh, yeah, Medusa. She'll be on there. Medusa Michelli or Alunder Blaze. She'll be under there. And then the last really? person. So? Oh, yeah, of course. And then the last person. Did they bury the hatchet? Yes, they have. 
And then the last person uh, I put in there is AJ Lee. No, never. Yeah, yeah. Not if WWE's putting it out. Their, their split's too acrimonious. I don't, I don't know. They'll put it in just to spite him. Yeah, just maybe. to spite him. Yeah, maybe. So <laughs> that's, that. yeah, exactly, to spite him, not her. Yeah, probably. So uh, that's what I think about that. And then okay. I watched uh, I watched uh, AEW this week, and uh, yeah, solid as normal. Fucking amazing. Come on. When you're fucking curtain jerker, is uh, uh, your champion versus uh, Matt Seidel, and they put on a hell of a match. That's how you start a weekly television show. You I like that they it. do a big match at the start of every show. Yeah, no, it's way better than the WWE. Somebody comes out and talks, For and then they get minutes? interrupted by somebody else, and then they have a match in hour three. Oh. Get out of here with that horse shit. This is how you start a show. It was phenomenal. What a start. What a start. Fast-paced. And, like, n- nobody thought that Matt Seidel was going to win, but they made you feel like he almost could have. There's well, a he knew when the there. V-trigger was coming. That's for sure. Yeah, but he kicked out. Like, when Matt Seidel kicked out of the V-triggers and stuff like that, yeah. and I'm like this, oh, man. And then, like, Kenny Omega went for the one-winged angel. And then when he did that, got hit with the poison rana instead. I was like, yo, this is a great match. What a way to start the show. I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, I like where I like where Kenny's going right now. Yeah. I like the whole hey, Kenny and the impact, and I like Don Callis, and I like the two sweets. I like uh, you know well, the young bucks seem to be out of that whole thing now. Well, then maybe they've grown up since uh, they were two sweeting in Japan five six years ago. That's it, man. They realize what they're doing is wrong. Oh, really? Did being the young being the young bucks being the young bucks is wrong? That's right. The young That's bucks right. wouldn't even be where the they are if it wasn't for being the young bucks, brash and it's in true. your face, having super kick parties. It's true. You know it's they true. they broke the they never followed any of the rules, and look at them now. They own their own company, along with Tony Khan and uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Cody. Um. So then there was the Pinnacle came out. That was great. Love Pinnacle. Love them. I'm all for fashion. Somebody's got to teach Sean Spears how to dress, though. Sean Spears is horrible. I he's my least favorite member of the Pinnacle. He's I love him. I at love the Sean bottom Spears. of the Pinnacle. I love him, but he needs to learn how to dress. Horrible. He's a good wrestler. Good wrestler. He knows what's up. I think he just needs to learn how to dress. FTR are great. MJF is great. Yep. Sean Styles. Sean Spears does not feel fit the the the. Three letter code. Wardlow. What about Wardlow? I spell it incorrectly, so it's only three letters. R D L O. Yeah. One of the Soviet letters. Okay. One of those Soviet letters. Uh, Wardlow. Yeah, it's just uh, W low. Um, <laughs> so and then, uh, yeah, or maybe I just put a W, and then I put some water, so it's. Nice. Warlow. Wulu. Wulu. Um so yeah, the Pinnacle, they're great. Uh Inner Circle not there this week as the Pinnacle yep. put them out of business last week. Yep. Uh so that's gonna be a good five on feud five feud. Maybe we'll see get to see a uh version of war games or something great. like that down the line. 
there'll be like another yeah like a canadian stampede match or whatever who knows um yeah. also uh brett baker came oh, out and yeah. cut an amazing promo she's the best i don't know if you know notice this but um she was wearing a uh, plaid uh, lumberjack jacket tied around her waist, and I think that's a, a shout-out to Mick Foley because uh, Britt Baker's a little hardcore, you know? <laughs> so yeah. She got a good little shot in at Foley during her thing. It took you 20 years to be a hardcore icon. It took me one match. Exa- exactly. Yeah. I love I that. Baker. The first, when she turned heel, that heel turn was so shitty it it felt so uncomfortable and just forced but she's really leaned into the heel character and she's fucking crushing it bud oh ever since her leg was broke and her just coming out and making fun yeah, of tony shinobi shoni shinobi and 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 <laughs> tony shinobi yeah shinobi <laughs> and uh i always liked it i love what she was doing i love rebel as well i think i love rebel and uh, I like the rebels with her, and I like that they have the dentist office as a sh- yeah, as a great. show. I like everything that they do with Britt Baker. It's great. She's fantastic. Yep, it's working. And the fact is, is she doesn't it's even need this. 100%. She's an actual dentist. She could go back to being. She's she she isn't she's a dentist on weekends. How crazy is that? Yeah, that that's stupid. I would have stopped being a dentist by now. <laughs> I would have been like a a dentist for AEW. I'd be like, you got your teeth knocked Ugh. out? All right, come sit in this chair. I'll and fix them. I'll fix them. Exactly. I brought my tool. It's like you say you never go to work without your gym bag or without your gear when you're a wrestler. Imagine if she, every time she goes to wrestling, she brings her fucking dentist bag as well. I got my bag. She's like, here, let me give you some of this drugs. Mm, thank you. So, That's hilarious. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Uh, what are you gonna think you're gonna watch for this week on wrestling? What do you got coming up? Uh, well, you know, uh, we got uh, SmackDown, we got uh, Monday Night Raw, we have AEW Elevation, uh, we have Dark, and then we have <laughs> Dynamite. It's Christian is gonna wrestle Kazarian on yeah, Frankie on... Kazarian. Yes, and. Uh, Frankie Kazarian says he's going to outwork Christian, and uh, Frankie Kazarian is going to take a hard-fought loss. It's going to be a good. Hard, it's going to be a good match, Christian. but Christian's going to win. Of course. Of Do you course. think Christian will have the peeps behind him? I think I, I think Christian will have everybody behind him. We've all been waiting for Captain Charisma, baby. I love Captain Charisma. Yeah, yeah I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm really <laughs> there. It is. I really people, excited. People can't see me online doing that, but I'm doing He's doing the Captain, the Charisma, Captain Charisma. Maybe that's what we should do. Uh, whenever you do the pictures up, maybe we oh, should be edging Christian this week. Oh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh no, because it's coming out. Uh, I'm not gonna have time to do the thing. I should have fucking done it. I'm gonna do it for next week. All right. What do we got this week? Anything? Well, nothing. I don't think I did one this week. Yeah, I was too busy this week. Sorry, I went golfing and I got too tired. I know. I know the golfing looks good, and I'm like immediately trying to swing my club because I can't swing it fully yet for that's falling off the train. But I'm like, oh, damn it. Reese is already golfing. (laughs) Yeah, I had shot a 97. I was horrible, but it was great. That was great. I wish I could shoot a 97. So I'm shooting that in video game pool. I mean... Video game, 
pool, golf. Killing yeah. it. Killing it. <laughs> killing it. I'm killing it at the billiards. On the at the billiards on the uh, green. On the billiard green. Yes. I'm killing it. Uh well, tell all the people where you're gonna be this weekend. And where well, you find, find me. You. Come watch my show uh, tonight. It's uh, late night sesh. Uh, got uh, the Green Phantom, professional wrestler, the Green Phantom. Uh, we've got a band called Rules, and we've got Clint Young, cannabis activist and entrepreneur, on tonight on Kelly's Green Lounge. Uh, and then that's it this weekend. And then I'm going to be hanging out until next week. <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, for those of you wondering where you can find me, um. You can find me online. Uh, that's where, I, where I'll be. Uh, I'll be to nowhere. So online, you can check me out. Uh, just recently, um, I took a bunch of old episodes of a web series that I did with Roy Scovel from and Vince Averill from years back, and I put it on one page. It's called uh, the Apartment. So if you type in the apart or type in the Apartment on Facebook, it'll most likely bring you to that page. And you can just watch all those videos if you want. There's seven of them. There's seven shorts. About, I don't know, ten minutes each. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, check me out on Facebook or anywhere where Casey Corbin is. That's where who I am, and that's where I will I will be. Uh, Spotify, though, is the most important. Uh, if you can follow me on Spotify and or put me on, if you have a list of comedy or whatever, put me on your list. Or just listen to my comedy albums. I got three of them, and uh, Spotify is free, so that's a pretty good deal. Also, we're on Spotify as well, talking wrestling. So just Spotify is like a one-stop shop. If you got podcasts you like, you got uh, TV shows you like, you got music you like, Spotify is great. I really encourage you all to uh, shop at Spotify. Um, I don't even do spot. This sounds like a commercial paid advertisement, but it's not. It's just, I find it so convenient. Um, with that said, folks, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And uh, we'll talk at you this time next week. So until then, uh, have a great one for Reese Turner. Yeah, buddy. I'm Case Corbin, and we are out of here. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.